welcome to No Such Thing as a Bad Movie Podcast. I'm April. No! I forgot my name! <laughs> oh, so I'm, I'm April Atmansky, and I'm here today with... I Justin did. Scary to Clue! I'm so I desperate. I'm Colin Cabal Cunningham. Ooh. Oh, wow. On topic for, this for week. For once, I remembered. Yeah, I got nothing. How about April Hellraiser Edmansky? Uh, <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah, that's I could good. Be- I'm uh, Justin Books of Blood to Clue. Very good. So today we're talking about... Very good. Very, very good, good, Justin. the teacher. So up in Canada, we can't watch the new Hellraiser movie. It's not available in any way, shape, or form. And there's no no uh, word on when it will ever become available. And I'm really angry about that. So- the man doesn't want us to see Rob Zombie's Monsters and he doesn't want <laughs> yeah, us to see hell? Hellraiser. I know. So and Canadians this, I think this can't is, handle their horror. It's not That's just Canada. I think it's all over the world. Like Hellraiser, Hulu Hellraiser is like a US exclusive until further notice. Like I wanted to see that movie. I mean, come on. It's got to be in October. Like when the hell else would There's they no it? word anywhere of when it's coming to us. That's insane. Uh, how does that happen? Like how do the people in charge are like, hey, what about Canada and the rest of the world? They're like, yeah, you know, so that's somebody else's problem. It's like, no, they want to see it. It's ridiculous. I'll yeah. pay. I, I saw people online being like, I was going to get a Disney Plus subscription just for this. Weird. Uh, so we couldn't watch that. So instead we decided to watch the next best thing. To reach back into the Clive Baca oeuvre. That's right. Rawhead Rex. Nightbreed. <laughs> well, Again. Previous episode, Rawhead Rex. Yeah. Go back and check that out. We're watching Nightbreed from 1990, also directed by Clive Barker. Written and directed, I yep. assume? Written for the screen and directed by Clive Barker. For the scream. His penultimate <laughs> film, because people forget, he also directed Lord of Illusions. That's right. I saw Lord of Illusions in the theater. Oh, I've never even heard of that. That was, uh, yeah. what's his nuts from? Uh, Quantum Leap. Quantum Leap. Scott Bakula? And yeah. Kevin J. O. Kevin J. O'Connor, the guy that's in all the Stephen Summers movies. Yeah, possibly. Benny in the Mummy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. magician in the movie. Yeah, I don't remember every, anything about it really, except Scott Bakula. Clive like, Barker was fucked by Hollywood. Yeah. And he doesn't want to make movies anymore. If you want to hear the angriest commentary ever, <laughs> listen to the commentary Clive Barker does with Yui Kitamura on Midnight Meat Train. Oh, really? He is pissed. Oh, he's so angry. Yeah, he's. Uh, we watched Midnight Me Train, and then we watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And you know, he's an artist now, so he's there smoking mm. his cigar, showing his paintings and stuff. But he, he kind of talks like this now because he yeah throat cancer. Yeah, it was like nodules he had removed from his throat. So but he's, he's a director, uh, right? He yeah, yeah. Directed the first yeah. Hellraiser. Writer, director. Um, did he direct author. Hellraiser too? Yep. Uh, oh no, he did not direct Hellraiser two. That was an executive that worked at. The company that made Hellraiser. I think he moved from Hellraiser right on to Nightbreed. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, Hellraiser 2, great movie, and I obviously love the first one. Um, so this is definitely in that kind of world. Definitely, yeah. Um, and this is a movie that I, I remember seeing when it first came out. I remember my friend and I rented it uh, on VHS back in the day, probably 1990, 1991. Um it was marketed as something completely different. It was marketed yeah. as like a kind of slasher horror film. And I remember us being very, very bored when we watched it. Yeah. Uh, if you look at the original poster, it's yeah. just a pair of eyes. And the tagline is, Lori thought she knew everything about her boyfriend. Lori was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, so it's, huh? it's very strange. So I think the, the you know, I was reading the sort of trivia about it. And yeah, the studio didn't know what to do with it at all. So they just marketed it as like a slasher film, which is 
totally not what and it is at all. They clearly slashed the, the <laughs> film. Um, so you obviously would have seen the theatrical version. And I, yeah, and I don't remember much about it other than we were very bored and we were mostly just reading magazines while we were watching yeah. it. So uh, in this movie, you know, I had a completely different reaction to the viewing this time. This is the director's cut. I couldn't find the theatrical anywhere. So I think it's only the director's cut that's available. Well, that's good because it sounds like the theatrical version sucked. Uh, yeah. So, you know, when I'm reacting differently this time to the movie, I don't know whether that's because I'm in a different mindset or, you know, if the original just was that much worse or, you know, I don't know. Well, we had read that they uh, shot a bunch of new footage and took uh, t- like a ton of footage out of the original and it must have been like an hour and a half and this one is closer to two hours, right? Yeah, this is two hours. They didn't shoot new footage. Yeah, the footage that was shot, like demanded by the studio, is actually in the film, even in the director's cut. Mm-hmm. And it's like murders that um, the David Cronenberg commits in the oh, film. Oh, I see. Okay. okay. Because they were like, we need to like beef this up. We need a little bit more horror stuff, you know, up front or at least throughout the film. Mm-hmm. And that's why he went back and shot it. Uh, I I like Nightbreed. I think it still has a lot of issues, even in its, in its director's cut. I think so. Yeah, I'd say so too. Uh, I definitely. I don't I I, halfway through the movie I was like this is a great movie why would anyone not like this movie and then it kind of just gets really fucked up and then it gets really crazy to the point where I'm like okay I can see how this would just be way too confusing for your average viewer and it it just kind of starts piling things on top of each other until Mm -hmm. it kind of becomes a big mess but I still had Fun. It was still a good experience. Yeah. And, and it, it, like, I will say, like, the last 30 minutes or so, 35 minutes, is just insanity. Like, it's inc- it's crazy. There's so much chaos and, like, I destruction. Yeah, I can't imagine this this yeah. coming out in a theater and being successful or popular at all. Uh, I don't know. Uh, if they had just sold it as a monster movie. And, I mean, mm. I watched the first theatrical trailer, and it, it did sell the movie for what it was. And the original theatrical poster was Craig Schaefer standing around with his monster buddies like he was in a band. Or was that the VHS cover? Um, it might have been. I've seen that's the, re- the iconic one, the one that's like Nightbreed. <laughs> yeah. He's like wearing his leather jacket, and they're all like standing around him and like laying down by his knees. Yeah. And they're all like playing the guitar and like the drums yeah. and stuff. <laughs> There's like the big dickhead guy, and you know, the guy with like snakes around his body. No, he looks like Mac tonight, but we, you know, the, uh, <laughs> exactly who he looks like Mac tonight. He has like a big moon face. It's really funny. Um, yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you want to start getting into the plot, but like overall, this movie is about like the Nightbreed, which are these like monstrous people who live in a beneath the cemetery below a cemetery. Yeah, they're kind but of. Is it man who's the real monster? <laughs> yeah, like I didn't. I, like at the beginning of the movie, kind of the beginning ish where that woman is kind of explaining it. She's like, they used to hunt, they hunt us. And we were like the subversive uh, race. And I'm like, okay, this kind of has a little message. And then it goes so far with it at the end that you're like, it's like kind of banging you over the head with, with its social commentary. And, f- and flame throwing you. And- I do like, I do like that. Like you start off being scared of these monsters mm-hmm. and then not too long after that you're rooting for them and you're on their side. But there's my issue with this is there's absolutely no rhyme or reason why they look the way they look and some have powers and some they're just it's any that really bother you? Well, because like... it's like some of them just look like regular people and some of them look monstrous and there's no logic to why anyone looks think... like anything. Oh. 
Why does a werewolf look like a werewolf? Yeah, when I mean, because it got bitten by a wolf. <laughs> I don't know, but you know that doesn't really bother me. I mean, yeah. I love these monsters. I made a list when they all show up. Oh, they're I'm like, great. Which is your favorite? The one that's a pile of guts, or <laughs> the one that's there's the one with just like a fat guy with like a yeah, a, a, it's just a big guy. He's like, <laughs> and and like there's one. It's just like a fat guy with like a, a head sticking out of his belly. <laughs> there's a woman who just missing the lower half of her face that she holds a fan in front yeah, of. It's like she's really good. only got this one move. Well, I thought that, okay. Show. So like the one guy who I kind of thought looked a little bit like Neil Young in the movie. He meets him in the hospital and then he pulls the skin off of his mm-hmm. head mm-hmm. so then when he becomes a night breed that's what he looks like he has no skin on his head mm-hmm. so i was like okay so all these people are crazy is that how they you know maimed themselves and to kind of get no and get it? no 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 because no, no, some no. people literally just look like humans uh, I don't. Okay, think... here's the way you can right. approach it, April. I'm sure it's uh, done in detail in Clive Barker's original book, Cabal. Maybe people have this gene when they're born, mm-hmm. and when they join the Nightbreed, maybe from you know, you know, mixing together all the different Nightbreeds. That's when you get like the monstrous versions of them, yeah. right? Well, and it's go. infected okay. that way. Let's go right back to the beginning. We're kind of like covering everything, so uh, you know, we're jumping ahead in the timeline and explaining stuff that. <clears throat> The listener, they're not aware of this. Stuff. I'm just getting him ready. Uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we're we're introduced to Craig Schaefer, a man who looks like the zombie that's about to get its head cut off by helicopter blades because <laughs> his head's like a little too high. <laughs> What, just in, on, on his normal he's head? Got so much forehead. <laughs> yeah, he's. Like, uh... I'm thinking of like Dawn of the Dead. There's like the zombie that has like the Frankenstein head, and you're like, oh, it's, he's gonna get it cut off by the helicopter blade yeah. later on. I was getting the vibe that he's kind of like an off-brand, uh, like Jason Patrick, you know, from mm. the Lost Boys. Like he has that same kind of vibe, but uh... also looks like James from Twin Peaks. Oh, he, he's, he's kind of like the like uh, Chinese bootleg action figure of James Patrick. Where you're like, he kind of looks like him, yeah, I guess. He he's, he's, he's handsome enough. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, yeah, the mold. He just left in the mold for mold a little, a little too too long. Something, yeah, something melted and like the eyes became a little too wide or something like that. So, so anyway, so he's our main character, and he, he starts off having a, a dream about the Nightbreed people running through the cemetery, and he doesn't know what to think of it. He's just horribly disturbed. Yeah, he keeps. Uh, it's like an insanely cut dream. It's just like yeah. the, these creatures like running from something towards this like cemetery. By the way, and all of this is scored by. Like, I was just going to say. Just dropping it on the Danny Elfman, you know, soundtrack that he has in his house. This and is it's like, yeah. It's the most like, Danny There's Elfman some songs thing. that sound exactly like Nightmare Before Christmas songs. Yeah, I was going to say like, Army of Darkness. Like, there, there yeah. are a and lot of cues. Beetlejuice, too. Yeah, it's like 200% Danny Elfman. And it is like going, <laughs> it is at 11 through practically every scene in the movie. It's amazing. <laughs> But whatever, I mean, it gets you in the vibe of things, you know, you can almost... That's fine. If you want Danny Elfman music, that's what we're going to get. Sure. I mean, you can't always get the excellent score of Real Steel, (laughs) where Danny Elfman outdoes himself. (laughs) But I think uh, uh, it sets the tone for the movie, and I think coming back at it now and looking at it, you're like, okay, this is, this is, I get it. You can see like, you know, Tim Burton directing this movie or something. It also gives it this very early 90s feel, Mm, um, which is, which is fine because that's the flavor of when this was made yeah it's got the kind of like gothic circus vibe or something (laughs) like that you know um but yeah he uh, craig schaefer he can't sleep but his girlfriend there is talking uh, about you know you gotta go see your therapist again dr decker Um, (laughs) literally the creepiest man to ever appear on screen played by david cronenberg david cronenberg uh 
I, I was shocked. I remember him as the kind of antagonist of this film. I f- had forgotten how much screen time he has in this movie. I mean, within 30 seconds, Clive Barker can't even keep up the illusion that like he's anything but a serial killer. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, yeah he's a serial killer. Yeah, you, you know, guys right know. off you the heard bat. Talk. <laughs> but, has the, is this like the biggest role he's ever had in a movie? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he's had kind of, you know, solid roles in other films, but he's he's the co-lead in this film. He almost has yeah. as much screen time as Craig Schaefer. I would say even more because Craig yeah. Schaefer rewatching this, he really kind of disappears, disappears in the back for a while. Yeah. Uh, don't forget Cronenberg was in Jason X. <laughs> yeah, right. very briefly. <laughs> yeah. He gets killed in the opening. Yeah. How can we forget? But yeah, Cronenberg <laughs> yeah. apparently How good, could we forget? Yeah, a good actor. Um he has the he kind of reminds me of like an 80s y- yuppie <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um but very creepy like as kind a of physics exactly just the way he speaks is very um just like nonchalant and yeah. very just he has this creepy way of speaking um he's great he's really good in this movie so um uh, during the beginning of this movie i was answering some work emails so i couldn't pay attention 100 mm-hmm. percent. so what happens is our our boone is having nightmares that he's murdering people right and then oh, you Cron- know, he's having nightmares of the nightbreed. Okay, but then, That's what he's- then Cronenberg convinces him that he's murdered people and he shows him pictures. Yeah, so Cronenberg calls him into his office and he's like, oh, you haven't been here in a while. I, I need to see you. And, you know, he says the police have been coming to me asking me if any of my patients could have done these horrific murders that have been happening, <laughs> uh, which we've just seen. We've just seen this like creepy character. Uh, show up at a family's house and slaughter the family. But he's wearing this like creepy mask. It's I like a- adore okay. this mask. I think so. It looks this great. mask. I was looking at the mouse of the zipper, mm-hmm. and I was just thinking in the logic of the movie, was Cronenberg like, ah, I fucked up this zipper. It was supposed <laughs> to be in the middle. It's like off to the right side. Uh, no, that's why it looks so creepy. No, he's like, just I know it. it is, but but like in the logic of the movie, I imagine him like, ah, shit. Am I gonna do this again? No. This is my third mask. <laughs> this is expensive material. And I imagine him like zipping it up too and like. Like eating a sandwich he's like mm, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> and then like the zip breaks and he has to take it back yeah. to, he has to take it's like oh my jo- it's on my tongue <laughs> <laughs> oh i got the franken beans in there uh yeah and then he takes the zipper to like a tailor and they're like yeah it's gonna be like 50 bucks and he's like Fuck. this isn't blood it's uh you know wine they're like all right all i gotta right. say i think this is, mask is better than the jason mask it's better than the halloween mask I, I, it's so simple, but it looks, mm-hmm. it kind of looks like skin, but not, maybe it was suggested that it was like made of skin. It has that kind of like leather tanned look to it. Mm-hmm. It's got like button eyes, right? I can hear Clive Barker's voice describing this right now. Like, <laughs> he had button eyes. And yeah. I think it looks great. Face. I don't know if it's my favorite thing in the For movie. For some reason, but... the modern day Clive Barker is described. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It sounds, it, it, it looks fantastic and it's super creepy. Yeah. I always like thought that this character kind of felt like he was from a different movie or should have had his own movie. Like uh, when you kind of weave it in, it becomes a little much by the end. Um, Well, well, I think the issue with the structure of the film is that the monsters actually can't do anything until the last 30 minutes. Yeah. Because like built into their law is like, you know, you can't harm other humans or you can't kill, et cetera, et cetera. They just sort of have to stay hidden out of sight. Mm -hmm. 
Um, you could have made it like a psycho monster who escaped and was like killing people mm-hmm. instead of necessarily like a serial killer doing it. Yeah. So it's it, it sort of explained at the end of the movie that Cronenberg is like the uh, nightbreed hunter. So uh, he's killing potential nightbreeds. Yeah. So I think of them as the X-Men. And I was telling April at the yeah. end of the movie, I'm like, yeah, this is like the worst X-Men, X-Men movie because <laughs> they're not doing anything. <laughs> they're just standing around. They don't really have powers <laughs> until that end. Yeah. So scene, it's implied yeah. that he's been murdering all all these families, I guess, were going to give birth to a night breed or a potential night breed it's, or it's something racism, like that. It's racism. It's eugenics. It's uh, yeah, there you, go. you know, uh, it's anti LGBT. All yeah. of this stuff is is all weaved into this movie by Master uh, Dreamweaver, if you will. Yeah. We uh, we're in his Clive Barker. We're in his <laughs> it's Barker. Weave World. Wasn't that a book that he wrote? Yeah, it was. Weave World was one of his yeah. books. So I should point out before I forget that. You guys know Danny Elfman's fucking rip now? Like, really? Like, no. Oh, all veiny and like, look up Danny Elfman and like, like a photo of him. He's always like playing his concerts without a shirt on. What? Really? Yes. <laughs> oh, that's creepy. Just send us, send us a picture. He looks like Carrot Top. That's what I'm trying to get to. <laughs> oh, no. That's insane. Wow. Um, he could be a Nightbreed. Maybe he was. Maybe he was, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He finally transformed yeah. into his Nightbreed He's just a ripped form. guy that doesn't do anything. <laughs> he just plays circus well, music. Mean, that's an issue I have with this movie. Is I wish the monsters look cooler. Like maybe that's like Mark would be like, "Oh, that's the point. They're you know it's supposed to look like monsters, not Frankenstein's or werewolves." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah, okay, but I don't know. Some of them are, are pretty. Oh my god. Okay, is this that picture him? of Danny Elfman. He looks like. Oh Caritop. my god, he does he's look like. Got Caritop. the red hair and everything, and he's covered in <laughs> tattoos. Oh, that is bizarre. He's got like uh, like the rock tattoos. Oh, that's kind of unsettling. <laughs> Yeah, he looks nightbreed tattoos. He looks like a nightbreed. Uh, case yeah. closed, people. When you're like he is now a nightbreed. When you're like 65 years old, you should not look like that. Uh, he's living his best life. <laughs> um, Somebody's best life. But yeah, uh, sorry. So. Uh, oh yeah. So basically, Cronenberg uh, showing him all the murder pictures from the from the scenes and convinces Craig Schaefer that he's the one that's actually committing them. And he, he's like, "Oh, take these pills. You know, they'll help you." Lithium. When really, Cronenberg uh, committed those. Murders, yeah, Cronenberg's right? been committing the murders. My question is, why does Boone think he did this? Because he seem just because like he's convinced him. Like I, he. I guess he he's been he's be, been having these dreams yeah. and maybe he convinced him that he's been doing them in his sleep or something. Yeah. So he drugs them with like LSD. We find out later. <laughs> oh, is that what that was? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like a hallucinogen. Um, yeah, and Boone goes to the concert of his significant other, Lori, and she's singing uh, Johnny Get Angry uh, for the 1962 hit, and he's like hallucinating. He's like, no. She's clearly not singing that, but great performance nonetheless. She sings the entire song, by the way. Yeah, another long, <laughs> like, long From beginning to end. Uh, th- we got to say, this movie takes place in Calgary, Alberta. Ooh. It does. Oh, Edmonton. Uh, is it Alberta? It's Calgary. I know they mentioned Edmonton at one they do, point. They yeah. say someone came from Edmonton. Yeah, no, it takes place in Calgary. I looked it up. It's supposed to take place in Calgary. Wait, is Calgary and Edmonton, they're both in Alberta, right? Calgary, Alberta, mm. Edmonton, Alberta. Yeah, yeah. So, so maybe they're close by. <laughs> Possible. But, sorry, sorry, people from that area. Yeah, We're yeah. Very far away from it. Um, which is interesting. So it was shot half in London and half in Calgary. And you can kind of tell when, like in this uh, murder scene, when Cronenberg murders the family, you can tell they are British. Yeah, they're, they're, they're trying to hiding speak. their British accent. And also at one point, one of the cars has the steering wheel on the other side. 
Oh, yeah. It was the Nightbreed car, yeah. so maybe that's your explanation. So you thought it was like a freak car? They're like, we drive on the other side. <laughs> said, whoa. Yeah, we're on the other side of society, so we drive on the other Hop side. Hop in, I'm going to take you for a ride in Dragula. Yeah. Like those freaks who have a queen. I mean, had a queen. Rest in power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's a neat scene where Boone is like hallucinating and he like sees himself like making out with his girlfriend mm -hmm. and it's like they use this like weird like double effect. Yeah, and, and he's was, like burning his passport and stuff. Is that what he was doing? Yeah, he had a, like a, a fire going in the oh. in the apartment or something and he's, he's throwing his drugged, passport in there, his Canadian passport. Mm. The audience at... <laughs> when he, oh, the audience is so funny at the concert. Holy shit. <laughs> like, they are so Canadian looking. It's yeah. not funny. And they're all like clapping above their heads their head too they're like yeah of like this person who's singing like a cover song it's like yeah. the it's like the type of audience that would never go see this band ever no mm -hmm. but yeah they, they just all look like hillbilly rednecks Oser core yeah <laughs> everyone's it's a lot of like you know uh, denim a lot of uh, plaid plaid so much plaid in this movie yeah. but what can I say that's what we wear here in Canada uh sure that, that is not true especially in the 90s that's not true I mean I yes I, I had many a I've had many plaid Shirts. I don't own one plaid shirt. I don't anymore, There's but I used to. Well, for, yeah, for, you made a big fire and you were throwing yeah, it up. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe exactly. in Calgary, you know, Calgary is like an oil town. Uh, you know, stampedes always going on, right? Yeah, That's what yeah. I know about Calgary. Uh, Alberta is kind of like the the Texas of Canada. It's I was like, just gonna say that. No, I don't want to. Spider Man I, I, rides a bull. I don't want to insult anyone from Texas or Alberta. Um, <laughs> You're gonna but, get both of them in one fell swoop. Yeah, uh, it, it's very right leaning, and that will come into play later in the movie. Um, <laughs> Oh, it's very right-leaning. Hey, let's look who the premier of Ontario is. Yeah, uh -oh. <laughs> yeah we're, we're wah, wah. one to talk over here. Um, look yeah. in the mirror. We're all night breeds as well. Yeah, but the way this movie portrays Calgary is it's, like... It's it, it, is, it is worse than Texas could ever be. These are yeah. just like the most redneck gun-toting... Yeah, the guys are like, at the end, are like spitting beer in the air, like, like yeah. firing shotguns. It's like redneck neck Mad Max. That's what it yeah. changes into at the end. Which we, we'll get to that. Holy God. But yeah, he takes off. But instead, he, <laughs> we end up in he a takes hospital. off and gets hit by a truck. Yeah, and then ends up in the hospital. Yeah. We meet uh, Hugh Ross. The actor's name is, he's playing Narcisse. Um, uh, so I watch a documentary about this film. Mm -hmm. And of course, the guy who plays Hugh Ross and looks like Neil Young. He's a very polite British man. Yeah. And that's I think how he he's, speaks. He's a Scottish actor. Oh. He was in mm -hmm. Train Spotting. I don't remember him from that, but um, he's really good in this film. He, he starts off kind of like, what's this guy's deal? I, mm -hmm. I thought I was very surprised to find out he's in the whole movie because you think he's just a character, some loony he mm -hmm. meets in the hospital, but then he ends up being like, the best friend kind of yeah he's like almost like the comic relief but you yeah. get a sense at any point and you're like is he a good guy is he a bad guy i don't know he's both you, you get the yeah and you know he's like with his girlfriend later and you're kind of like worried like oh is he gonna do anything to her yeah so i, I kind of like that character uh he's really hamming it up but i i like him like i think he does a good job yeah and he's very sweaty to, he seems to know like about the night breed and boone is like you know where uh, uh what's the name of the place midian meridian midian. midian do you know where midian is uh and he's like yes it's it's here but uh 
he somehow gets it in his head that he has to pull his skin off Well, first. he says to Boone that we've all got faces underneath, a real face is underneath. Uh, so he like has these little thumb blades and he cuts his face off and pulls his hair off. Yeah, but the funny thing is, is like when he was a human, a natural, mm-hmm. he was like insane. But as soon as he became a nightbreed, he's like normal now. I don't think he's normal. <laughs> <laughs> he's insane through the entire movie. Okay. He's always cracking jokes, you know, making wise. He's always like chomping gum. Yeah, yeah, so just as like Cronenberg shows up and I guess he sees Craig Sheffer escape. I'm just thinking now, Cronenberg shows up and he's like, uh, they've got bandaged, you know, Narcisse is kind of bandaged up in the hospital bed. And then he's like, I need a few minutes with him because like, I don't know, I'm his... I don't know if he was a client of his or something or patient. Oh, sorry. I think he was like, I deal with people like this all the yeah, time. I, I know how to talk. And he goes, to leave him. me alone with him. I need some privacy. And he's got his little suitcase. And he reminded me of uh, the scarecrow in Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah. An evil therapist. He's got his mask. His That looks kind of similar. You're right. It's, it's. Oh no, you cracked it. They, uh, Christopher Nolan, huge Nightbreed fan. <laughs> he's like a Barker head. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, he maybe loves that it. was in the comic. Hey, they're both British. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like, uh, I guess Craig Sheffer finds Midian. Um, interesting matte paintings, a lot of matte paintings mm-hmm. in this movie. Do you know that Ralph McQuarrie did most of them? No or he shit. wrote did, like the outlines of them. Yeah, there's a little featurette on the uh, Blu-ray. And you oh. see like the matte painting of like the cemetery and the big like thing on the wall is a, a McQuarrie thing that he designed. No shit. Oh, that's cool. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, we see it a lot. Uh, it's like this cool, like, circular cemetery in the middle of this, like, kind of field and stuff, and it looks really good. Yeah. But even, like, a lot of the, like, interior shots of the um, uh, cemetery, like, just of people walking around outside up top, every mm-hmm. shot is, like, a matte painting, pretty much. Well, it's, it's a cool. set, right? Well, like, little... But then with matte paintings in the background. Well, yeah, 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 definitely when they step into the cemetery, it's like, we're in London now, because they're on a set, <laughs> probably yeah. in Pine Woods, I assume. I, I would assume as I well. I believe so, yeah. And yeah, so Boone steps in, he meets, I don't remember the monster's name, old red, red, red hair. The guy who has <laughs> like, kind of like alien dreads, kind of. Yeah. Pel- Peliquin, his name Peliquin. is. Peliquin. That guy, I kept, okay, another thing about this movie is I I was like, all of these people are good. Who are all these actors? Nobody is anybody. <laughs> like, no one is anything I've seen in anything. I'm sure they've been, but yeah. he was so They're good. all on the British stage, April. Yeah. Do you think you'd recognize any of them if uh, they, you saw maybe them without not, their makeup? Maybe not. Um, Do you think the Max they all look like guy? They all look like British guys. <laughs> like that, you look at them, you're like, oh, yes, of course. Peliquin, the director of Johnny English Reborn. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my point is this guy's good and he was he was scary. Peliquin's good, and yeah. He's like very intimidating. He's very intimidating. And then his buddy, Mac Tonight, who's the big moonhead. <laughs> People might not know what Mac Tonight is. <laughs> yeah, me and April, we actually didn't live through that period. This oh, is okay. Colin's time. Yeah, I've seen the commercial was, though. Was, Doug yeah, Bradley. The McDonald's commercial, Doug Jones wearing the Oh uh, Doug Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Bradley. It'd be great if it was Doug Bradley. <laughs> Doug Bradley is in this movie though. Look it up. He it's is. a McDonald's commercial of a guy with a big moon head. Yeah. Who uh it's scary. Yeah. And if you I think somebody posted a picture of the mask without yeah, the without sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh, without the sunglasses. And it is horrifying. Look at that. He up. looks like a nightmare. <laughs> like, it's just awful. And they gave him eyes too. Like, they could have been just like blank pits. <laughs> but instead, it's like, he looks like a nightbreed. Essentially. Yeah, he does. You know, that's where it came from. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah. Maybe he got booted out of the nightbreed. And it's like, yeah, we've, <laughs> yeah he was too evil. <laughs> no, or we've, we've already got like one moonhead. <laughs> oh god we can't have more than one right, i'm just looking just, at the picture of mac tonight we are now looking at the picture of oh, mac tonight god. without 
Oh dear God! Yeah, he's a, he's a nightbreed. <laughs> yeah. The only thing scarier is that like disintegrated Ninja Turtle head. You've seen that one, right? Uh, I have yeah, seen I that one. So. Yeah, where it's like the teeth are all revealed. It's like <laughs> yeah. just when like the foam all starts to rot and stuff. I uh. think that you posted that to Twitter not too long ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only thing scarier than that is the porn version of the Ninja Turtles. Ooh. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. It's too late. We're <laughs> Halloween spook. Oh God. Um, so yeah, Craig Sheffer, he's bitten by Peliquin. Uh, he escapes, he runs out and all the cops are there with, uh, Cronenberg. And I kind of love this moment. Cronenberg comes up and he's, he's like, I need to talk to him. And he goes up. Boone is like, you, you believe me, right? And he's like, ah, yes, I believe you. He's got a gun. And then he jumps out of the way. And, <laughs> and they just they, unload they on him. They fucking light him up so bad. It's like, yeah, they, the cops have machine guns and everything. They're just shooting the shit out of him. That's kind of what I like about this movie is that there's there's a heightened level of reality. Like, they probably wouldn't have shot him with that many guns, but it was funny. And also, so I don't know, April. Look up at people that are shot unarmed by the police. They get shot yeah, like but 40 this guy, times. This guy was white. Hey, so. this is Calgary. Yeah, you're right. You got me. It's Calgary, it's Calgary. also. If this yeah, guy yeah, wasn't no white, no rules in Calgary. Yeah. Um, so there's another cop we forgot to mention. I can't remember his name, but... Um, I forget the actor's name, but he plays Captain Panaka. He was in... Uh, the Phantom Menace. He was in Phantom Menace. He was like uh, Natalie Portman's kind of... Uh, head captain or yeah, whatever. Yeah, he had like a big hmm. square hat on. Um, and he's kind of like the head cop investigating this. So he goes up to Boone is like, I don't see a gun. Cronenberg's <laughs> like, I saw him reaching into his jacket. Case closed. That's <laughs> <laughs> yep, him in the morgue. That's about right. Yeah. So he's in the morgue and the guys are working on him. And then he starts to like breathe or move. Yeah. Whoa. Poor Lori first has to like identify his body yeah. anyway. Uh, yeah. But he, I guess the there's like some magic that's around the bite wound. Yep. And uh, it like flashes with yeah. a cheesy effect, but it looks good. Yeah. And he kind of like heals himself. But yeah. so... <laughs> I don't know the rules in this movie, so I guess if you're bitten by a nightbreed, you become... A night- or maybe only some nightbreeds can bite you and you can get infected, I think I guess. you also have to be pre-genetically determined to be a nightbreed, because there's a eugenics quality to it, right? Yeah. that's what Cronenberg was doing. Because Narcisse and uh, Craig Sheffer's character are both drawn to Meridian, like they, they probably yeah. have yes. these dreams all the time. Because they are secret nightbreeds. Right, okay. So maybe the idea would be that, like, even if you died normally, would you Turn into become one. a nightbreed? But then at the end, like it's made clear that like the Lori needs to be bitten yeah, to be turned it, into it a nightbreed. So again, the rules aren't really clear. So it's kind of like vampire But it's also like said that like Boone is kind of like a nightbreed Jesus. He was um, he prophesized. Kind of like Moses, actually, because he has to like lead his people. Well, yeah, they do talk about that the name for the town Midian. is part of, yeah, is where Moses spent all of his time That's where he saw the before he bush. saw the burning bush. Oh, yeah. okay. So mm-hmm. there you go. Um, but anyway, so there's a funny part where uh, the guys are working on him. He, they're like, they're folksy. <laughs> you think the, ni- the, you think the <laughs> monsters are like, isn't it ironic we called it Midian? <laughs> like, and then it plays out almost exactly like that. <laughs> isn't that funny? <laughs> Um, Let my like, night breed go. <laughs> the coroners leave him, and then they come back and they're like, "Where is he?" And then they just cut to a broken window. Yeah, they, it's a super close-in shot too. So I was like, they couldn't have done a wide. There's a few edits in this movie where I kind of wonder, like, the, okay, the history of this movie is they they found all this extra footage after the fact and restored it. Uh, Shout Factory, mm-hmm. but oh. they're Justin. You were talking about how you saw a 
cut. Okay, so it's very complicated in its history. Yeah. Is that like a work print made it out and then fans edited together a new version? That was called the Cabal Cut. Mm-hmm. Oh. Independently of that, or based on the success of this, uh, Shout Factory found the elements and redid their own version, which was just called the Director's Cut. Which was supervised by Clive Barker. Yes. And so the Cabal Cut was like pushed away. And because the Cabal Cut were just fans that had done it based on the screenplay and had re-edited it. And supposedly, well, no, actually not supposedly, because I have it. There is also a three hour and 20 minute version of this movie. Oh, my God. With just called the ultimate Cabal Cut. I mean, it's not the way it was meant to be seen. I kind of like flip through it. It's just like everything is included, essentially. (laughs) Like all the deleted scenes were just in the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, and like shots run like a little too long like this is the thing when people are like the original version was four hours it's like yeah that's called a work print that's when the editor puts everything together yeah and, and like, then you start to whittle it down it's yeah an no assembly. Mo- no movie is meant to be seen yeah, that's like that. what it is that's what an assembly is yeah. you assemble every shot that's supposed to be in it and mm-hmm. then you go in and trim it that's it, and then you're like okay let's start working on the movie uh, yeah <laughs> but that's the first thing you do it has no but form fans are or... like i want to see the uncut version no, it's like no. You no, want you all don't. of the Nightbreed? Have it until you can't take it anymore. <laughs> more! Because <laughs> their heads more. explode. Oh, yeah. too much. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got I checked, plenty. though, in like stuff that like, oh, is it going to be added? Like, do you see a scene where they tell them the loss? Nope, that's not included. So. No. But there are there's a couple still of, some weird uh, omissions. Yeah, there's some there's some weird moments like this where you kind of they just do it off screen where you hear the shattering and then you see the cut where you're kind of mm-hmm. wondering yeah, was something like, shot that they couldn't find that was supposed to kind of uh, there, there's not, a kind of like yeah. a couple of awkward cuts where I'm thinking it feels like something was missing right there but whatever that was a weird cut for sure mm-hmm. like that was more funny because he, he defenestrated himself um, <laughs> oh april's been like looked up that word yeah. was ready to use it i've been wanting to say that word for a whole year and, uh, <laughs> uh yeah so then we're kind of with Lori for a while right? yeah we go mm-hmm. on a Lori road trip this is really funny she kind of becomes the main character of the movie at this point this movie really. has a lot of main characters doesn't it it does <laughs> it's we like cronenberg s- we got her we boone kind of takes the backseat but he's like the main guy yeah it almost feels like yeah it's like a kind of three-way like kind of main character divide it's very funny but uh yeah she goes on a road trip to find midian um uh ends up at this redneck bar which is Oh my God! It's like the redneckiest of rednecks. It seems very uh, backcountry. Yeah. Um, and then we uh, and yeah, she meets all a gal of us, pal you know, there. highfalutin Toronto folk, it's looking true. down our yes. you know monocles at this you know uh, well-bred <laughs> Edmonton stock. Yeah. The Calgary funny stock. thing is, it's like I like to go to like quote-unquote dive bars, but the dive bars here they're not like real dive bars. Yeah. The music they play is like it's like faux dive. Yeah. I wanted. Faux dives. There's tons of dive bars dive. in Toronto. Come on. I know you're right. Um, yeah, but I like we would this, not go uh, to them too. I really like this woman that she meets. I meant to Cheryl look that Ann. actress up if she's in anything. You know, I looked her up. Uh, her character's name is Cheryl Ann, but uh, she's really fun. But I looked mm. her up. She hasn't done a whole lot. There's like a few other things. She doesn't even have like a photo on her uh, IMDb. Yeah. She she felt so seasoned. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, anyway, she's great. And she gives some nice advice she, to our, she, our, our lead lady. Yeah, she meets her in the bathroom like she's crying. It's like, and oh. this is very true to female relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do make friends in the bathroom. It's not a stereotype. <laughs> it's true. Like oh. pooping? Uh, no. Like just when like you guys are on the, the can? No, and... like, no come <laughs> oh, <okay>. on. <laughs> just like when we're at the mirror, like oh. in this movie. 
us dudes, no eye contact. Look in the opposite direction. Except when we're pooping, we had the stall doors open the entire time. We're craning <laughs> I mean, our necks there, out. There's no doors on on the stalls. Yeah, they're actually. It's weird in men's bathrooms. They make the toilets facing each other, <laughs> so you can do like a stare down, like forcing you to look. At yeah, each it's other. just like a big circle that all just like faces inward. No, what what does happen is you'll hear like two girlfriends talking like at the mirror, and then you're in the stall, and then you, you're hearing everything, and then you come out and say. Girl, you better leave his ass or whatever. Like uh, you have never said that in your life. I have had, I have met, maybe not that, it's but funny. I have met people in bathrooms. When April just I'm said saying. that, she put her hands on her hips and was like shaking her head. Girl, you better leave him. While well, me and Colin are just locked in deadly combat. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's basically what this lady says. Like, oh, men, you know, if they're not, you know, if they're going after you, they're never going to forget you and you can't get rid of him and stuff like that. And she's mm-hmm. like, well, he's dead. So they bond and uh, she she offers to like go with her on a road trip in the morning. Like, yeah, we'll go visit this place, Midian, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Lori goes off to the bathroom and then Cheryl gets a drink, uh, which has an, an umbrella an in umbrella it. umbrella drink. I don't think they serve umbrella drinks in this bar. I think you're right. But. <laughs> uh, Lori walked up to the bar and went draft. Is that how you just order drinks? Like uh, no, no, no. Specificity. You would, you would if they only have one beer, one which I'm sure yeah. lots of bars, especially in the early '90s, did only have one. It's beer. a, it's a movie thing. They can't say yeah. like the it's brand true. name, there so are, they just say beer. Yeah. What is the um, Edmonton <laughs> beer? Okay. Maybe it's Kokanee. That's from the the prairies. Back then, I don't know. Yeah, Kokanee, great beer, but if you're not in Canada, you can't get it. No, it's Calgary though, so it'd be like, give me a give me <laughs> like an oil, a, Derek. A blind man, New England style pale ale, please. <laughs> <laughs> As they like cut to you in an alley, getting the shit beaten out of you by yeah. like seven guys wearing like plaid it's like in uh it's a wonderful life where he's like i'll take a sherry and they're like we only serve whiskey here get out of here <laughs> yeah you know when she went draft uh the bartender n- knew what she meant molson canadian there's nothing else <laughs> i remember my friend and i when we were like young we're, i think we're still in high school or something or just gotten out of high school uh we're just learning how to order at bars and then we went to a bar my friend says i'll have a beer and she goes, what kind? And he goes, mm-hmm. uh, small. <laughs> <laughs> like it's a soda. <laughs> I'll have a small beer, please. Yeah. And they'd be like, uh, let me see your ID. <laughs> get out, you two. Yeah. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Just cut to us in the alley getting the shit beaten out of us. <laughs> the same thing used to happen to me when I used to be a smoker. And you would order, say, can I get a pack of this? And they go, king size or regular? Uh, I don't know what that means. Uh, they just run away. Well, one of them is bigger, April. Yeah, Isn't so, that what yeah. a king size is? It is, yes. Um, kings. They smoke like kings, those two. Uh, so anyway, they go on a road trip and they get to the, uh, sorry, Midian. Midian during the daytime. So yeah, which this is, is nice This here. is a lot of matte paintings going on here. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. With uh, Lori. She just like leaves Cheryl Ann at the... Uh, the car Cheryl Ann hooked up with the dude the night before and I uh, wonder who that dude could be (laughs) was Uh, that him yeah okay I was just about to ask how does she know David Cronenberg so she slept with him yeah Laurie goes to the bathroom and then a drink shows up from the bartender and he goes oh it's from that gentleman over there they panned like some fat guy I watched it again this morning to take these notes it's very poorly composed the shot but if you look over to the right you just see uh, a kind of like 
I don't know, like a booth, and you just yeah. see someone's hand sitting there holding a drink. So the fat guy was next to him. You're, I was looking at someone. No, else. not even close. He's on the other side of the screen. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess my, my, yeah. Okay, so I, that makes sense. It took me multiple, like, viewings. Because I like, thought get that this. was like something got cut out of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then she goes, Is David oh. Cronenberg a passionate lover? That's uh, a question I was asking myself. I think he's, got a, he's probably got a lot of kinks. Mm. He's some some weirdo stuff. He's into knives. We know that. Yeah, he's putting on the mask and stuff when he's like. Ugh. Well, she seemed to be into it. Um, not that her yeah, standards, she... standards are that high, but um, you know. She's... How dare you, <laughs> April? Just because she's <laughs> a well-stocked Calgary Edmonton exactly. woman. You know, exactly. David Cronenberg show. He's wearing a suit and he's got this. Which okay, so know. that adds an even creepier thing. So he'd been following Lori this whole time. Yeah. Like, yes. Whoa. So he shows up when. Uh, yeah, Cheryl lands on her own, like listen to music, uh, and then you know Cronenberg shows up. And she's like, "Hey, you showed up." Ugh, she's not long for this world. Yeah. Meanwhile, Laurie is meeting the Nightbreeds. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, she uh, <laughs> sees a little monster thing on the ground. It's like, <laughs> so that kind of reminded me of something you'd see in a Cronenberg movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's so cute though. It looked like Gollum. Yeah, Cronenberg, according to IMDb trivia, was writing Naked Lunch while he was making this movie, and that's a real Naked Lunch creature. Yeah, so there you go. He was got inspired. Yeah, so it's like it's kind of lying in the sun, kind of crying out. It looks like a little kitten or something. I don't know. It's whatever. But she re- she rescues it and meets this sort of like uh, uh, Rachel. She's like a kind of gypsy lady that can change into smoke. Uh, Romani. Uh, Romani. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, traveler. She can change into smoke. Is that her thing? Yeah. We yes. Revealed you, later. you didn't notice that April? It plays many times in the movie. Well, you know, they save it. To, they save April it to the had end. a lot of emails to go <laughs> I know. watching Nightbreed. <laughs> they save it till the end, like 20, 30 minutes. Yes. Uh, when everybody starts using their powers. But she saves the child. She brings it into the, the crypt where everyone's waiting. And then it like changes back into like, uh, uh, what's its name? Um, Oh, Babette. Babette. Yeah. yeah. Old ginger child. You know, yeah. red hair. Who just looks normal. Both of these people, no uh, um, mutilations as we can see. Right. And she basically gives her a history of the night breed and how, you know, I can't get into it, but just, it's, it's yeah. too, it's, there's too much lore to talk about. Yeah. We're introduced to, uh, Doug Bradley. He's kind of like the leader of the night breed in like a previous scene where they kind of initiate, uh, Craig Sheffer into the fold. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets like, I don't know. It's like this ritual they have, like the blood of Baphomet. He's like there. So in the director's cut, Doug Bradley has his own voice, but in the theatrical cut, he was dubbed by like a German guy. Yeah. What? So this is the thing. And then he redubbed the voice. So the voice that yes. we hear here oh. is Doug Bradley, but it's like from 2014, Doug Bradley. Yeah. You don't even really even notice. Uh, no, like it felt like it was from the original. Yeah, I had no idea that it was dubbed. So uh. I knew it was Doug Bradley, though, because I, I could I recognize the voice. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like, I don't even really know what he looks like. He's, he's not. He's got all this stuff. He's not laying on like the Hellraiser voice. Not quite so much. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah. sorry. That's Clyde Barker voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Pinhead has a booming voice. He's like, you can never drink uh, the Cenobites. Yeah. Unless, you know, we've been tricked every now and then. <laughs> this is I'm going to say it like, again. As I've said many a times, Pinhead is the lamest of all famous slasher villains. This is a very Clive Barker thing. You got the Cenobites. You got the Nightbreeds. He's into creepy found families. <laughs> yeah. You could never yeah. trick the Cenobites <laughs> that, unless that's under... The Cenobite is. is that the theme of the Cenobites? You know, it's all about family. <laughs> it sure is. Yeah, they have the barbecue at the end when they're drinking Corona and stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Only they pour it, like, into their throat holes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, you're not supposed to put liquid there. That's where the you-know-what goes. <laughs> then Butterball just, like, throws the whole bottle into his mouth. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. was disgusted today to discover that Butterball was a skinny guy under makeup. Oh, my God. How dare they? <laughs> Taking jobs away from people in <laughs> from Hollywood. The, yeah, the large man who could have just, you know, put the teeth in, thrown the glasses on, but ta-da, Butterball. What would you call that, like? Chub face or something. <laughs> face. I, you know, I'm sure there's a term for it. You know, in the early 2000s, where like comedies were obsessed with that, like, oh yeah, put them in a, uh, you know, a big suit, like, um, Look you know, Austin Powers and uh, Shallow Hal and the Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. Oh, Nutty Professor, yeah. Look at those clumps. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's called clumping. Clump <laughs> clumping. That's what they should call it. <laughs> Clump face. Clump face. <laughs> So yeah, in the sort of like ritual scene, we're introduced to like a bunch of them. We we have the porcupine lady. We see her. Uh, it's that weirdo with the uh, with the dog. Very cute dog, by the way. Oh yeah, I kept expecting the dog to be like, Rawr, yeah, like a I was expecting face. him to be a night breed or something, but it's not. Nah, he's just a little pug. Yeah, it's or just is the, he a pug? What is he? Uh, he looks like a Boston Terrier. That's what he is, Boston he, Terrier. He's really really cute, but uh, that guy really doesn't do anything. The guy no. he's, who's he's with, he's well, like. He explodes yeah. later on. <laughs> this is true. Um, so, yeah. so uh, <laughs> uh, Well, that's the guy who plays Butterball in the Hellraiser movies. No. Yes. It, really? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same actor. No shit. So, basically, Clive Barker was like, all right, you were Butterball. In Nightbreed, you could be someone who literally has no makeup on them. He's <laughs> yeah. basically a nude dude. He just has some, like, What's some... your Nightbreed power? I'm naked and I carry a dog around. Yeah, he's got, <laughs> he's got pierced nipples and some tattoos, yeah. but, you know, who's to say the actor didn't have that? And the dog is not a Nightbreed, seemingly. No, and I love the fact that Doug Bradley's character, he's got these, like, slits on his cheeks that are later revealed to be, like, eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, his character's name is just Lylesburg. <laughs> Lylesburg? Lylesburg. It sounds like a cheese. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Not this night breed with like, you know, eight eyes or whatever. Yeah. So what should have his name been like, um, Iculus or something? <laughs> yeah, like or something. I'm like, yeah, come on. Iculus. What's a, well, what's a word for like eight clops? Yeah. <laughs> Why do they call you eight clops? Ah, you'll Octo- find out by the end of the Octo-clops. movie. Octoclops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, and then, you know, you have the Romani lady. Her name is just like Rachel. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. well, that's classic. Um, on podcast ride, they found like the term for it, where it happens in Hellraiser, where it's like, meet my friends, Pinhead, Butterball, Chatterer, and female Cenobite. <laughs> that's true. Uh, we got sh- we get shafted yet again. <laughs> yeah. Don't even have a name. I don't know. Rachel is better than Lylesburg. <laughs> I, I mean, they're both pretty. Lylesburg is like the friend you make in boarding school who gets beat up all the time. Yeah, and you're like, oh, Lylesburg. <laughs> Lylesburg, yeah, you, you idiot. <laughs> but like, this is the scene where, what's her name? Linda? She's like running through. Lori. Like, and it's like, ah, ah, ah. She's scared by all of them because they're all so gross. Looking. Oh, yeah. because she. So basically, Lori gets chased by David Cronenberg in mm-hmm. the cemetery. Mm-hmm. He reveals himself to be the slasher. And the Nightbreed are like, 
to Boone. You can't go out there to save her. And he's like, I'm going out. And yeah. then he saves her, brings her in. And then we get, as April was describing, that great scene where the character walks into like the monster place and is like, look at all these monsters. Wow. It's crazy. The set, I have to say, looks exactly like where Scorpion and Johnny Cage fought in Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. I swear yeah. it's the same set. They it's probably like took these big bridges and like cobwebs and ropes and stuff like that. I always think of this movie because it has a very similar plot to the Howie Mandel, Fred Savage classic, <laughs> Little Monsters. Oh, yeah. I'll have to watch that. Isn't the poster? And they kind of look like Nightbreeds, too. And that movie came out a year before this one. <clears throat> I remember the poster being very similar, wasn't it? Like Fred no. Savage kind of standing there. Well, yeah, and then like Howie Mandel. Yeah, he's wearing like, like a jacket. Oh, yeah, because uh, Howie Mandel has like a jean jacket in the movie. And they're like back to back. That's the poster for Little Monsters. Right, okay. Yeah, Um. so speaking of like the, <laughs> the jacket, I just have one point I want to make about Craig Sheffer's character, Boone. He has like a fashionable mullet and he has a leather jacket tight jeans and like a white t-shirt mm-hmm. is he oh like, but what would make that better what no shirt yeah. like he wears in the movie <laughs> at one point there's no shirt but then later the shirt's back so i don't know <laughs> anyway i just wanted to say does he look too cool because i feel like this character would have been better if he was just a little more of like an everyman and instead he just looks too like like stereotypical 80s action, you know, either star Honk or, or whatever. Yeah, like yeah. that but felt so like, like a, a Howie Mandel, if you will. <laughs> it felt like a studio, no, like, well, we got to get a hot guy in here as a yeah. main character. And even when he changes into his Nightbreed form, he's he's still just him. He just has these kind of like he looks hot carvings on his yeah, face. Yeah, that's the thing is that when they change into their Nightbreed form, they don't like really turn into other monsters. They just turn into monsters with tattoos. Yeah, yeah even the guy with dreads kind of changes. Mm-hmm slightly it just becomes yeah. a little scarier uh nobody else really does but craig sheffer yeah he just like i guess the studio note is like you still gotta be hot for the ladies well i haven't read the book so i don't know if but i just i imagine that this story could have related to more people if it was if he was just this you know your your typical like maybe like anime protagonist he was just like a regular guy and then yeah, he was having you know, these like crazy or, dreams mm-hmm. you know. a 90s everyman an arnold schwarzenegger <laughs> <laughs> God, or a howie mandel if yeah. you will <laughs> yeah let's get posted with them but uh yeah boone chases off david cronenberg or cronenberg escapes and then he comes back uh laurie's like passed out on the ground and then his buddy there without the face narcissa is like she's not gonna look like the way you look so he like changes back and he changes back by like sucking in this green fart gas you gotta smell your fart (laughs) he he doesn't even he barely changes back like it just he kind of looks the same and then they they leave right and then they and go to this like shitty hotel uh yeah but you know i I love when she's walking around kind of exploring uh midian under underground you get a chance to see all these uh things I, i can't remember who did all the makeup effects but uh, there's a uh, lot. Oh, so I will much. pick uh, my favorite thing, which is like two seconds of a jaguar riding a lizard man. Oh, done yeah. Stop motion. Stop motion. That's amazing. What was that? It's just a little clip. There's a couple stop motion creatures in here that yeah, are really, Yeah, so really the little feature of this on the Blu-ray is that they had like 60 stop motion shots they wanted to do mm-hmm. and the budget got cut during shooting. So there's like three in the movie yeah, at the end of the day. Yeah, that one's really cool. The society guy looks really cool. The guy with the head in his belly. Yeah, where the things come out. Yeah, 
there's like uh what else? there goes the neighborhood <laughs> yeah there's that yeah. guy with like snakes coming out of his belly yeah uh fuck and then yeah so lower it's just like a, de- a black demon man yeah which just, is really you know, weird. yeah which i was getting a real like buffy the vampire slayer vibe from these, these yes. creatures yeah uh, and like i said my favorite just a pile of guts it's like ah <laughs> yeah at one point Lori's kind of tricked she thinks she sees boone and follows him but it's actually like this guy with like a cat face which is so funny he is these like big buggy eyes face, yeah. oh i love that that they like that they dress up the cat man <laughs> yeah. to look like boone and they do this all the time. Scare people, yeah. Is this just, yeah, how he usually dresses? Yeah. Where she's like, Boone. It would have been great if she had done it like three times. She's yeah. like, oh, cat guy. Oh, guy whose face is just a giant dick. Oh, uh, I don't know. Someone who it's a butt face. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Yeah, and the butt farts. I mean, the whole like her thing is like, I I'm not going to leave you. I can't leave you. Mm-hmm. And then Cronenberg like is after her, so that's kind of why he mm-hmm. leaves because he wants to protect her and stop David Cronenberg. Right? But the thing is, she can take care of herself through this whole movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says it at the end. She's like, I've been through hell to like get you back, and she literally has. She's yeah. done yeah. so much to like get him back. Uh, and he doesn't seem to appreciate it at the end either. Not really, because he's he likes his new friends now. Yeah. He wants to to be with them, and you know, I guess. he doesn't want to be a natural. Uh, here, uh, okay, so here, hotel. Here, no, you, well, just kind of like a scene in between this with like uh, a gas station old man and Cronenberg. Eh, but it's yeah. like whatever. It's just more of Cronenberg <clears throat> interrogating Nightbreed. Well, that was Nightbreed added fans. in post. That was like we need Cronenberg being creepy some more. Yeah, so, they feel very yeah, kind he's of like tacked on. I guess you could yeah. say he yep. he calls you, the, you don't need it. Yeah, he calls the sheriff out to Sheerneck or wherever the hell they are to Midian. What, but what started to bug me about halfway through the movie is Cronenberg is just killing people left and right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how has no one caught him? And yeah, so, yeah we so skipped the, the scene where he added. like kills a um, like a motel attendant and just like leaves yeah. a head on a desk. <laughs> it's so like, bizarre. Ah! It's like, yeah, well, that's it's... another scene that was added. I don't think that because that stuff wasn't in the movie before. So, yeah, I don't you know, remember any of that stuff. Up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like this lady with like a big cream puff that she drops on the ground. It goes on for so long. Oh my god! She's picking it yeah. up piece by piece. Yeah, that was gross. You think she's gonna eat that cream puff? <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting for that her was to. like a like a passion flaky. <laughs> yeah. So Cronenberg kills everybody back at the hotel that um, or the inn that Lori is staying at. Yeah, and I love that they notice that the cops are coming, and Lori books it. She's like, "I got it. I need to leave." So yeah. she and because Boone is in the bathroom, and she knows that they're going to blame it on him, and so she just leaves, which is good. Yeah. That was that was the right thing to do. He changes back. He sucks in a big fart. He sucks in his fart. Uh, yeah. Changes back to human. He's arrested, and we meet the, uh, the was it the crazy sheriff character? Yeah, uh, he, I forget the characters or the actor's name, but he was in Hill Street Blues. It's kind of like the guy from Killer Clowns. <laughs> this is the most. Oh yeah, Charles Hayde. Uh, he is like the most the angriest fucking cop, uh, like mm-hmm. you've you've ever seen. He's horribly racist. He's homophobic, um, and. Uh, so we go to the jail and mm-hmm. we're introduced to yet another character, the priest. It's way too late to be introducing this character. This is the third act. And yeah. it's like the priest is not even introduced. This into- priest only exists to be like, you guys can't wait for Nightbreed 2, right? Oh, oh my know, God. Which is, I was like, uh, well, it, it ain't coming. So. Yeah. First of all, why would they think that anyone would make a second one of these movies? And also. Hey, they made a Hellraiser 2. They like rushed a Hellraiser 2 out. So maybe well, that was their logic. I just don't think this lends itself to a franchise. It could. I think it lends. Yeah, sure. you get new Hellbreed or Nightbreeds every time. Yeah, They're like, got- hey, it's me. 
Uh, Edward penis. <laughs> Look at the, my, you, you'd think that the penises on my hands would just be floppy dicks because it would be funny. You'd be wrong. They are rock hard dildos. Oh my god! What's, Don't look it what's up, your name, gentlemen? Chester. Don't look it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought you'd be like penis hands. Nah, it's Chester. <laughs> Chester. Anyway, so what's the deal with this priest? Because he's in jail. Did he murder someone? He's just a drunk. He's That's like, it. He's like the town drunk, apparently. I see. Um, so. And they bring him along because they're like. Ah, we're going to get a priest because they must be afraid of priests. Well, before that, there's a very funny press conference at the police yeah, station. Yeah, but this priest is freaking out. Or the Sorry, the, the sheriff is. Because mm-hmm. um, they realize that Boone is like the guy who was shot dead. So he's freaking mm-hmm. out at Cronenberg like, what the hell is going on? And we went, uh, there's a scene where they go to the cemetery, all the cops during the day. Captain Panaka. Yeah, take out naked dog guy into the sun and then he explodes yeah that's yeah, oh that's guy. such a mean scene it's and so like, brutal that, so that's i think the beginning of the turn this movie takes in holy the shit. night breed are good and the humans are bad and they're just not bad they're evil they're comically cruel and yes, awful they're very it's very over the top and insane yeah so at this point after Cronenberg explains this thing to everybody uh the sheriff and his is gang of cops like they launch a full-scale assault and they they get like everyone in the town as well so i was like they made it look like there was a music festival happening maybe it was the calgary stampede and they're they just say hey monsters and they're like yeah let's go and they all they all have shotguns yeah they're it looks like they're handing out machine guns to all these crazy people (laughs) uh, wearing like some of the deputies are like licking the the, the, like metal garage or garage wire that you choke people with god is like just so comical up as the night breed yeah it's just so over the top and everyone is wasted and they're all outside (laughs) shooting like m16s into the air like willy-nilly it's like this is canada man this stuff don't happen. Yeah, uh, so they they launch an well, assault. Well, it happens in Edmonton. Yeah, Colin. It, might, it happens. Yeah. In it's Edmonton. so funny. There was like a shot. You see this convoy like going towards Midian. It's all these trucks and stuff, and they're <laughs> they're weaving, bobbing, and because they're all drunk. And yeah. April's like, "Oh no, it's the Freedom Convoy." <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know what that is, uh, maybe look it up. Yeah. <laughs> you probably know. It was like a whole convoy of trucker, anti vaxxer, anti whatever. There are good truckers out there. Too. Oh, yeah, of course. They were they were working while these people were uh, anyway, holed up in Ottawa. Uh, so the, the Nightbreed thing kind of turns into like a like a home alone, like we have to defend our house this is, type it's, thing. It's hard to overstate, though, like how insane this last 30 minutes is. Like, when once they get to Midian, it's it's just like insanity. It's like the And just imagine it all scored to Danny Elfman's like Yeah, and like the the night breeds, they don't they're like, we can't do anything. Like we literally can't do anything. And Boone's like, Come on, guys, you gotta fight back. It's very cheesy. Yeah. But like you know they're going to and then their home is like crumbling and it's just like cause they're bombing it. Yeah, they have like C4, they're Blowing up the cemetery. They have a rocket launcher at one uh, point. They have a flamethrower. A flamethrower. <laughs> they're loving it. Yeah. yeah. A bazooka. So imagine all these redneck cops with like flamethrower, like something out of World War II that you'd see. Is this your favorite thing, Colin? This, the last 30 <laughs> minutes, is by far my favorite thing. It just goes so off the rails, and you're just like, oh my God. I know. It's like I'm watching this, like, but not in a bad way. called Nightbreed. I didn't expect, like, an, an action extravaganza. And there, you, can, you get it. It's an extra, extravaganza. There are so many explosions, flames, squibs. 
everybody's shooting one another. And then, uh, yeah, Boone kind of rallies all the night breeds and then they start, you know, actually using their powers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Their powers of like stalks come out of their stomach and rips <laughs> someone's eyes out. Porcupine lady uses her quills. Uh, she's like, and her, uh, sexual allure. Yeah. They had to get uh, some boobs in this earlier. The Rachel character also shows her boobs. Yeah. They jailbreak Boone and she turns yeah. in, she can turn into smoke. Okay. Uh, but then at one point she like, uh, this redneck is going to kill Lori and Babette. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you just see him, he, like his face, oh, and he starts like spitting up blood. So it's like implied that she... Oh, she punches through him. You see her fists through his stomach yeah. and then she pulls it out. I guess she can like go through solid material when she turns into smoke, but you see smoke coming out of his chest. So oh, that's what happens. She turns her fist into smoke and then it rematerializes like inside of him, which is pretty cool. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. cool. It's like more of this shit. And then... They release the berserkers, which are these creatures. Yeah, as if he didn't have enough creatures. Now it's like, you thought this was insane. So, uh, uh, yeah, the, which we were introduced to earlier. They were. They were like these creatures that are kind of holed up and chained in this prison. They're, they're just monsters. I yeah, can't even. That, that are uncontrollable. Yeah. Like even the Nightbreed can't control them. So they just release them and fucking hell. Like all hell just breaks Yeah. Loose. And I will say earlier in the movie, it's established that some Nightbreeds can be killed by bullets. Some have to be put in the suns. They're all different. Mm-hmm. So Doug Bradley's character gets shot to death by one of the rednecks down there. And he mm-hmm. was like the leader. So this kind of puts Boone in the leader position. Mm-hmm. And Boone is saying like, this is right before they release the... Uh, Release the Krakens. <laughs> Release the Bazookas. Yeah, and there's also this like statue that he's praying to. So yeah, this is Baphomet. It's like Baphomet. their yeah, it's like their uh, I guess God who created Midian. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he kind of like tells Boone like you're the savior now. You have to fight. And find them a new place to live after Midian is, yeah, is destroyed. And like, blah, meanwhile, blah, blah. this he actually <laughs> says, or they. Find me. I will be going somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Yeah, he yeah. says, find me and heal me, because uh, I love the the design of Baphomet as well. Like, yeah. Uh, but, I'm really impressed by the sets in this movie and, like, the production well, like design. The, yeah, points. set design. But doesn't he say, like, this was our home, but I guess we have to leave our home. Yeah. Sometimes homes need to be left. Like, yeah. So it's, like, not a big deal. Like, Go think, find them another home. Boone. Well, it's, uh, you also see uh, that it's been prophesized because like there's this yeah. whole section with like the wall paintings where we where see Boone see is bitten. But anyway, blah, blah, blah. during this scene, the priest comes down and he's like, I have to see this God like, you know, that they are praying to because I have to figure out like what God is. So he sees this like bowl of <laughs> All acid. All the characters should be like, who are you? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? He sees this bowl of acid and he reaches out and touches it and it flies into his face because he like, push the bowl up. It's, it's the blood of Baphomet. Yeah. It's like rounded. So it like hits, splashes him into the face. Yeah, yeah. He loses all the skin or hair on his head. And he, and by, you know, an hour or so later, he looks like a night breed. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm going to get revenge on them. Dude, they didn't do anything. You <laughs> went down there and you touched some acid and got burned. Like, it he, makes no sense. He's just a clumsy oaf. <laughs> yeah, he's a Jerry Lewis type. It's, like, his inclusion in this movie was baffling. Yeah, it's it's like a kid. Baphomet. It's like a oh god, 
It's like a kid reaching up, you know, onto the countertop and spilling like boiling water on their face or something and yeah. going, I'm going to get you, mother. Yeah. It's the last uh, thing I do. Anyway, let's, yeah, let's forget about his character. But this whole scene, we've got uh, Porcupine Lady, we've got the Berserkers, we've got Flamethrower Guy, who the Berserkers like set on fire and he fucking blows he up. Explodes. <laughs> we've got We've got a rocket launcher hillbilly who like the shoots a rocket at the berserkers they duck out of the way and it blows up the policeman and like his friends mm-hmm. in the car and stuff and then we get a boone and cronenberg are, are squaring off cronenberg how is he holding his own against boone and yeah like, well, they not have very a, well he gets taken down real but fast. they have like a fist fight though like in the the scorpion area he was fighting them earlier and it's uh shown that he like cut uh, Narcisse's head off so he's like he's defeating these people left and I, right. I thought it was gonna be that he was a secret night breed like uh, um, it, what's the, there's a movie there's probably a million movies like that where like he hates his own people and mm. he wants to be you know the only one um, yeah like uh, I Frankenstein right that's a pleasure <laughs> No, that's, I don't think so. Well, I don't know. I don't remember. Did we do that for the show? Yes. Or, oh yes, we my did. God, that movie is so bad. Oh, speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You're a big eye Frankenstein. <laughs> no, maybe I'm thinking of like The Last Witch Hunter or something where one of them was a witch that oh, was to kill Oh, is it Elijah Wood yeah, or something yeah, like that? Yeah, I think maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah, again, this is a trope that's been... Anyway, that's not what's in this movie. He just is evil. He's yeah. just a regular guy. Well, he flat out explains it all to this old man that he killed earlier that, you yeah. know, he, he's like, I'm not one of them. I'm just like a hunter. I was born to kill like yeah. these people and all the families that are, you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, so Cronenberg, he's kind of taken down. He's throw- I love the crunch when he's thrown off and he lands like on the ground. It's yeah, it's really good. It's so very he's satisfying. Finally, he's because he's so evil. It's nice to see him get his demise. Yeah, and then Baphomet, you know, says to to Craig Sheffer, he's like, uh, he rebrands him. Your name is now Cabal. Yes, which was the name of the novella, I guess that this was mm-hmm. based on. All this was just in a novella. Yeah, I know. Uh, how could they write all the explosions in that few pages? <laughs> well, they added all that Cronenberg stuff. Uh, yeah, so... Yeah, the whole the fucking Midian goes up in a gigantic explosion. Almost over. Mm. Uh, Linda? Lori. Lori is like, there's this beautiful shot where she's like on a hill and they're like silhouetted and she's like, but I love you. I don't want you to leave me. And he's like, I'm sorry. I have to be with my people. Yeah, he just ditches her after everything she did. Yeah, but I, mean, I was trying to break up with you earlier. I didn't know how to do yeah. it. Yeah, and just <laughs> this a, is a better excuse. I was right? going to tell you at your concert, but I was high on LSD. Yeah, and just like at the beginning, the end of Twilight, she's like, uh, "I want you to make me a vampire," so, or sorry, Nightbreed. So she stabs herself right in the stomach. And then and she, so she's, she's like, like no, you, you better, you better save me. So she, yeah, yeah he, she totally manipulated him into doing that. Uh oh, what if she tur- just turns into a pile of guts though, and that's like her nightmare <laughs> for her. Can't fuck that. She's just like a big ass with like a head sticking out of it. <laughs> yeah. you never she's know. like a society monster. <laughs> yeah. And Boone's like, Ugh. <laughs> and like that's the end, right? I mean, we get that final scene in the graveyard with one of the rednecks survives. Oh, the captain. Somehow. Oh yeah, He's the captain. Like yeah, it's the sheriff and guy, and he wants to. Somehow. He wants to join the priest on his like revenge quest, and then the priest just kills him and walks off. But we do get a kind of ending with the uh, night breeds are all in like this sort of uh, farm barn like house barn. or something yeah. that they're hiding in, and they're all ready to you know move on to their next. <sighs> Where are they going to go though? Because a lot of them they can't be out during the day. They can gotta, move during the night. Yeah, only Clive Barker knows. 
Uh, there's another like uh, post credit stinger that's not in this version where the priest finds David Cronenberg's body on a tree and then David Cronenberg comes back to life. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I think that might have been like, in the theatrical. I, was that in the theatrical version? It I might have been. I, I can't remember. And we didn't really, I don't know, after credit stingers weren't really a thing back then. Yeah. So, And we were kind of bored with the movie at that point. We would have just shut it off. Mm-hmm. And put it back in the rewinder. You don't want to be charging any extra fees when I you bring know. it back. God, it took thirty minutes. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Uh, so that's it, right? Remember, remember they had those machines you could buy. That I just, had one. Did it you was really? literally just for rewinding. My dad had one <laughs> because heck? you could wear down your VCR from doing too much rewinding. Oh, like the motor heads. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> Uh, anyway, that's Nightbreed. Yeah, that's Nightbreed. Much <laughs> yeah, better. We're all Nightbreeds now. That's Nightbreed. <laughs> uh, no, you know what? Talking about it, this was a really fun movie. Did we all say our favorite things? I said yeah, the last I did. 30 I minutes. Said, the only one who didn't was April. Uh, I, earlier, I was talking about Cronenberg's mask. So oh, I think yeah. I'll, I okay. think I'll, I'll, go right. I'll go with that. Yeah. There's a lot to like in this movie, and I, I had a completely different uh, reaction to it this time. A change of heart, if you will. I kind of like wrote it off. Um, but yeah, as soon as I started like looking up the director's cut, I was like, okay, this could be pretty good. It's the way it was meant to be seen. Um, I, I definitely recommend it for sure. Yeah, there's lots. Uh, there's lots here. The only thing I can say is it's it's going to be a bit much mm-hmm. for lots of people. I love the excess at the end, yeah. so that's what did it for me. Yeah, but it's just kind of like, oh my god, like it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so kudos to Clive Barker and kudos yes. to, and it ends with the kind of uh, little note from Clive Barker to yes. Mark Miller. I think was the guy. Uh, it said, thank you for making this possible. Yeah, I think he hunted down the, the 4K or the, the film Not footage. the Mark Miller, who's a badass of comics, who gave us kick-ass. That's, that's a different Mark that's Miller. That's Mark Millar. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, we don't like that guy. Get those two confused. Yeah, Mark Millar. But he did The Boys, didn't he, Mark Millar? Yes, he did. Well, he wrote... No, no, no. Oh, oh man. Some people are going to yell at me. That's Garcenis. Oh, shit. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, Mark Mill- M- Millar is just like a pale imitation of... Garcenis anyway. Right. So. One of them is Scottish. I think it's Mark Millar. Uh, I don't know. Yes. So, Justin, would you recommend this movie? Yeah, of course. That breed is fun. Do you have Lots it on Blu-ray? Uh, yeah, I definitely. I, you know what? I don't know if I do. Because uh, Shout Factory released a three-disc special edition of this mm-hmm. at a time where I'm like, I cannot afford this. And then they released like a normal edition. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I picked that one up. <laughs> Uh, well, it's available everywhere, pretty much. We watched it on yep. Tubi. It's on Tubi. Uh, the director's cut, and uh, it's also on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, probably in a few other places, too. So it was a fun movie. Check uh, it out. Make sure you watch the director's cut, but yeah. as I said, I couldn't find the theatrical anywhere, so I don't know if it's uh, available, uh, available yeah, it's or probably not. whatever. I think the director's cut, thankfully, is the only one you can find. But yeah, it's it's really fun. And that's it for this week. If you want to email the podcast, we're at no such thing as a bad movie at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at no such thing pod. And if you want to support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash no such thing as a bad movie. If you subscribe at the $5 level, you get a bonus episode every two weeks. Next week, uh, we're talking monsters, people. Rob, Rob Zombies. Rob monsters. Zombies. How does the theme song for that go? Uh, dig through the monsters and oh, blow. <laughs> Dragula! <laughs> That's right. Um, we're also... Oh, uh, uh, no, yeah. It obviously goes... Da, 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 I got the Austin Powers song. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, you got it. 
Um, and by the way, everyone, we're available on YouTube if you would like to subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a, a lot of people who prefer to listen to things that way. So, so check us out on there. You can find us. And uh, I'm also on Twitter and Instagram at April Edmansky. You can follow me on Twitter, Decluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, the letter J, every week at the Important Cinema Club podcast, as well as the 24-hour horror movie Mind Melter that will be happening this October 29th, this is Saturday, starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Ooh. Just follow me at Decluj, D-E-C-L-O-U-X, the letter J. It's a pinned tweet with more information. If you're listening to this the day it comes out, I think it's tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, hopefully, <laughs> so uh, hurry up. check it out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Sergeant Zima, S G T Z I M A. And that's it for this week. We're going to be uh, continuing on with some spooky content as it goes uh, forward into November because there's just way too many good, uh, bad horror movies mm-hmm. that we have to uh, watch. We have hey, to watch more hey, of. The next one may not be a bad one, April. Maybe a good one. We just happen to be doing for this podcast. That's right. And uh, whose opinion <laughs> is that? You'll have to you'll, <laughs> you'll have to tune in to find it. Could it be something we've teased for years now? Who knows? That April is banned <laughs> until weird. she pick it herself? No, we already did. Chappie, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> Oh, I did pitch Chappie to reload it. Oh, uh, they should do like Chappie's Christmas or something. A very Chappie Christmas. Yeah, they should do like um, just movies like the Ernest movies. Like Chappie goes to camp, Chappie goes to prison. Everyone and they just ignore Chappie. the previous film. Like Chappie has like a dog sidekick in this one. Oh, yeah. You know, the assets probably exist. Just do it. I would, yeah, that'd be amazing. Is this dog like a robot, do you think? No, he's just a normal dog. He looks like the dog in Ernest. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like the same one. <laughs> All right, stay spooky, everyone. I'm April Edmansky. I'm Justin uh, uh, Wee World the Clue. <laughs> oh, I'm Colin Cenobite Cunningham. And remember, there's no such thing as a bad spooky Wait. movie. <laughs> I'm Colin Clive Barker Cunningham. Very good. Oh! <laughs> <laughs>